Welcome to the Just for Special Education Teachers podcast, the place to be if you just want to connect with other special educators, if you want to gain insights and strategies, or obtain resources to help you in your journey as you grow as a special educator. In today's episode, we are going to continue the conversation about behavior challenges. In episode 13, we talked about how to minimize behavior challenges and we focused on tier one interventions. We're going to start focusing on tier two interventions and there are quite a few tier two interventions. Today, we're going to, going to focus on one particular tier two intervention called a KIKO, which stands for check-in, check-out. Now, it's important to note that when you decide to implement a tier two intervention, you do need parents' permission for that. You don't need permission for tier one interventions because those apply class-wide or school-wide. But when you start to individualize interventions, such as a tier two intervention, where it's only going to be implemented with a few students in your classroom, you do need permission from the parent in order to implement that intervention. So now let's talk about a Kiko and what that what that is. So Kiko, which stands for check in, check out, I will use the term Kiko throughout the rest of this episode. It's a behavior intervention where daily personal contact between a staff member and the student that requires intervention. And what happens is you choose a person that the student has a positive relationship with at the school and the two work together to improve the student behavior. So here's how it works. It's a structured process of where you monitor, evaluate, and provide feedback very consistently. The staff member and the student work together during this Kiko. So here's what it will look like. And then I will give you some examples of how I utilized Kiko. So it's generally going to start with a morning check-in. The morning check-in is very important. You check in with the student upon arrival at school. The student completes the check-in with their assigned Kiko person or mentor. So the student completes the check-in with their, let's use the term mentor, each morning after arriving at school. And so the goal of the morning check-in is to review the behavior goals, whatever goals were set out, and to collaboratively set goals for the day, generally the same goals, and to provide encouragement. The second part of it is the monitoring and the evaluation and the feedback. So throughout the day, the teacher observes the student's behaviors and using the goals listed on the student's daily progress report as a reference. The teacher shares the regular feedback with the student. And then in addition to giving the regular verbal feedback, the teacher will use a point sheet to assign points when the student meets the daily goals. So every teacher is going to complete the point sheet. And then the checkout, which happens towards the end of the day or in the afternoon, 
the student meets again with that same adult or that mentor who they started the day with, and then together they will assess the total uh, points earned on their point sheet and discuss whether the daily goals and the target behaviors are reached. If the students meet their goals, then the, the mentor provides whatever that incentive was. It could just be verbal praise. It could be a phone call, a positive phone call home. It could be um, some type of reward. It could be a sticker. It could be several things. But that whatever that incentive is, it's determined before the Kiko is implemented. And then if the goal was not met, then the mentor offers supportive encouragement and suggests that the student try again the next day. Now, the check-ins should happen at least two times a day in order for it to be effective. And sometimes, if necessary, every period, but only if that can be sustainable. You don't wanna start a Kiko and with the intent to check in with the student every period and then um, not check in with the student every period. So if you can't do that, then don't implement it that way. So make sure that you're going to implement something that you can be consistent with. So if that just means twice a day, then twice a day. If you can do it three times a day, then three times a day would be fine. Now, let me give you some examples. Um, and this, these are some ways that I used Kiko. So when I did Kiko, I did it in elementary school. I applied it in elementary school. And when I did it, there were three check-ins throughout the day. There was, it was always first thing in the morning when the student arrived to school, generally during breakfast. They would arrive to school, they would go to the cafeteria, they would get their breakfast. I would go and check in with them, um, the cafeteria, take them to my office, and then we would go over the, the Kiko. So we would, we would review the goals for the day. Now for elementary school, I think it's best if you have no more than three goals and they should remain the same. They shouldn't change every day. So whatever the greatest challenge is that you're having with that student, then those should be the three goals that you focus on, no more than three, two to three goals. And um, so that way that it could be reinforced and the student is practice, practicing it every day. The student is practicing the replacement behavior every day. The student is getting feedback on regarding the, the same goals every day. So for example, one could be um, uh, safe hands or I will keep my hands to myself. Okay, so that could be one that could be one goal. The other goal could be that I will uh, raise my hand when I have a question in the classroom, that could be two. But whatever that behavior is that you want the student to um, replicate, but whatever you, you want to state the behavior that you want to see, and then you're going to, in the morning when you're doing the check-in, you're going to go just reread those rules or whatever those goals are. You're gonna read those goals and then you know, and then the student would, and then the student begins their day and you've had the check-in. Now, I also would have an afternoon check-in and that would depend on, it would depend on the student's pattern. It would, it would depend on 
when I thought the student needed support? Is this a student that doesn't need a check-in until after lunch or is it student a student that needs a check-in before lunch? So it would depend. If this was a student that maybe got into altercations during lunch, then I want to check in, do my second check-in just before lunch. And then we're going to go over whatever our goals were, making sure that we have safe hands during the lunch period. Now, if it was a student that had challenges settling into the classroom after lunch, then I would have my second check-in after lunch to try to review what our goals, what our intentions are after lunch so that the student could have a better afternoon after lunch. And then I would check in again towards the end of the day. So for elementary school, I do recommend check-ins at least three times. That's one definitely in the morning is non-negotiable. In the afternoon towards the end of the day is non-negotiable. And then one in the middle of the day, either before lunch or after lunch or um, whatever time that you think is is most necessary. So say, for example, maybe the student does uh, English language arts at a certain time in the day, maybe at 11 o'clock, and you know that that this student does not like English language arts, and that's when you see the behavior challenges start to kick in. Well, then you would schedule your second check-in just before English language arts to go over the expectations and the goals for during that you want to see the expectations and the goals and the behavior that you would like to see during English language arts. So it would look something like that. Now, Kiko also works in high school. And if you were going to do it in high school, that's when you need to make sure that it's you want to establish the number of check-ins that you're going to have very early in the beginning. And you want to determine whether it's sustainable for you to be able to check in with the student every period, right? Because high school students have several periods throughout the day. Is that realistic? If not, then you want to focus on those periods where you tend to see patterns of the most behavior issues. And then you want to kind of schedule your check-ins around that. But you definitely want to have still, even in high school, your check-in first thing in the morning. That way you can get kind of take the student's temperature, get an idea what the, what their night before was like, have a, have an idea what they're feeling like today. And then, you know, kind of get them set, uh, get them grounded and set the expectations for the day. And then of course, again, in the afternoon before the end of the school day. Now back to when I was doing my Kiko. So that was what, how I set up my morning check-ins, my afternoon check-ins, and then towards the end of the day. Now, depending um, towards the end of the day, it wouldn't be when the school day was over for elementary because if they did earn their goal, then um, if they met the expectations, they earned enough points so that they earned their incentive, whatever that was, we needed to have time to do it. So for example, for some of my students, they uh, some of the male students wanted to play uh, basketball. So they would have 10 minutes of basketball 
And so we would do that before the end of the school day if they earned their points. So we would have, you know, set the timer, 10 minutes of basketball. They would play that with me or um, they would play it with our coach or our security. Okay, for one of my students, she loved to make jewelry. So if she earned all of her points, then she would come to my office and we made, we would make bracelets. And so we needed about 15 minutes to make the bracelets. So before the end of the school day, um, towards, towards the end, but when we still had a good, like 20 or 30 minutes left of the school day, then she would come to my office and we would make the, uh, the bracelet. So that's how I used Kiko and it was very effective. So basically the research suggests that your tier two students that have a Kiko, um, it will be effective for 70 to 75% of your, of your tier two students, which is a very high number. So if, if you remember, when we go back to tier two, our tier two interventions should be successful for about 80% of our students. So there are 20% of our students are going to near, need either tier two or tier three interventions. And so if we, Kiko, which is a tier two intervention, will be successful for 75, 70 to 75% of that 20%. Okay. So that's pretty good. Now, the benefits of the Kiko, why I think it's really good is because you are able to establish clearly defined expectations and it's just a few things, like I mentioned, two to three things that the student is going to focus on. It also allows for increased positive reinforcement when they follow expectations because they're getting consistent feedback throughout the day, every day. So they're getting that feedback several times a day, every day. It also increases the positive contact with that adult in the school that the student has a relationship with. And, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily a teacher. It could be we use our coaches. We use our front desk person. She had great relationships with some of our students. And so she we utilize her as a check-in person. Uh, Kiko person, we utilize our librarian as a Kiko person. I mean, it doesn't have to be a principal or a teacher, although principal did do it. It doesn't have to be a principal or, um, you know, a teacher. Now it can be a teacher and it could even be a teacher that the student doesn't have a, a class with as long. The key ingredient that you want to look for is you want to make sure that it is, it is an adult that the student likes. It's an adult that the student trusts. Um, that is the that would be the best person for a Kiko check-in. It also, another benefit is it allows the student to practice self-regulation and self-management, monitoring their own behavior. And 
at the end of the day, so there's a Kiko, like a point sheet. And at the end of the day, that point sheet goes home. So it increases the homeschool communication because every day the parent will be getting a point card to see how the student did in school. And then you're going to send that point card home with the student and the parent is going to sign it and bring it back. So then when when the student brings that sign sheet the next school day, when you have your next Kiko check-in, so say it's Monday, you do your Kiko check-in, the student, you send the point card home, the student brings it home Monday night, then brings it back to school on Tuesday morning. So when you do your Kiko check-in on Tuesday morning, you're going to review that also. You're going to make sure that it was signed and the parent may or may not have comments on it. What also works very well is when the school and the parent are both on the same page and the student gets an incentive when they reach their desired number of points in school and they get that reward, but then they're also rewarded at home. Uh, it works really well and you'll see even a more positive effect and impact um, when you have a Kiko, when you've got the school and the parent both on the same page. Now, some things about the Kiko. So you want to establish the criteria for when the goal has been met in the beginning. So what, how many points is the student going to need to receive? Will it be 10 points or will it be 75% of all possible points? You know, how many points is the student going to need to receive? You may need to start off and, and be a little bit gener gener uh, generous because we want to see small successes and we want to set them up for success. And then you could increase the point count and make it a little bit more challenging to achieve the goal once the student is kind of on a roll. So we don't want to put the, the goal out of reach or the number of points out of reach. So let's give, I'll give two examples. One, what the point card may look like. And also there will, there will be a generic template that you can download. If you go to the, my podcast site, um, the podcast link for this episode will have a sample Kiko point sheet and it is editable. So you can edit it to tailor it to kind of your needs. So let's say, for example, uh, let's do an elementary school example. So in elementary school, uh, let's see that the student will have English language arts and math. And um, if the student has challenges at recess, you'll, you'll want to put recess down and maybe music. Okay, so those are four, those are four subjects. But let's say the student really still only has one teacher. Well, but that one teacher is going to assign a number of points for each part of that day. So if math is the first part of the day, let's say eight to nine o'clock, then after math is over, then the teacher is going to give the student a number of points for how they did during math. For example, it could be zero, not too well, one, so-so, and two, great job. Okay, so then let's say the student did great 
factoring math would circle two. So he's earned two points already. Then after math, let's say is um, music. So same thing, zero, one, two. How did the student do during music? Student did so-so, circle the one, okay? Then there's, let's say there's lunch or recess. And then whatever the, the teacher or the, uh, the lunch monitor, the cafeteria monitor, um, whoever is out during recess will give the student a certain number of points for how they did at recess and so on and so on. So that's how that would look in elementary. Now in high school, the student will most likely have several different teachers. And so depending on what area you're focusing on, um, you may only want his English teacher and his math teacher and his econ teacher to give him points. Or you may want to give him points for every period. So if he has eight periods, you just have each period listed at the end of each as of each period. The student would go and have the teacher assign him a certain number of points based on that Kiko. Then at the end of the day, you add the points up. Did the student meet the goal? Whatever that goal is, did the student earn a number of points? And if so, then they get the reward, okay? So that is Kiko. So quick review. First thing in the morning, give the student the new card, the first check-in, which is very important. So you give the student the new Kiko sheet. Review the goals for the day. Student goes to the classes and each teacher signs the card for each period of the day. Then you do the second check-in whenever that is. And then if you, and then if you have a third check-in, you establish what time that check-in was going to be. And then your final check-in, you're going to check to see if the student has reached the goal. If the student has reached the goal, whatever that reward or incentive is, you give the student that reward or incentive. And then you send the Kiko sheet home. You send that card home with the student to have the card signed. The student brings the card back to school the next day. And then it's rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. You do the same thing over again. Now, you'll start to notice patterns. You should. So that's why it's very important to collect the data, right? So you collect the data to see the patterns, you might start to see, ah, the student struggles on certain days, whether it's certain days or certain times of the day, certain periods during certain activities. One thing uh, very interesting that we noticed when I was doing a Kiko with one of my students in an elementary school, um, after doing it for a few weeks, for several weeks actually, we noticed that the student was off track every other Monday. And so we started to try to figure out, well, why is this that the student comes back and is off track every other Monday? More behavior challenges every other Monday. And what we, what we realized was that that was when the student visited the opposite parent, the parent that they didn't live with during the week when parent had visitation rights every other weekend. 
And every weekend that the student would would spend with that parent, um, the student would come back to school and be off track. So you'll notice certain patterns like that if you take the data consistently, and it will be very, very helpful. So consistency is the key. You want to determine how long you will do the Kiko before phasing it out. You are going to see whether you need to make adjustments. So if the student is not successful, maybe consider is the goal unrealistic and perhaps maybe you might need to give the student more early exposure to success at lower levels of performance and then slowly increase the performance. So who's Kiko good for? You know, it's good for, like I mentioned, this is a tier two intervention for those students that disrupt disrupt the classroom, for students who struggle with work completion, for impulsive students. It can be great for a variety of students. So um, I would suggest this as a tier two intervention. We had great success with the with the Kiko intervention. Now, if there are any teachers out there that have implemented Kiko, I would like for you to share your success stories. And you know, if you have stories that were not successful, share those with us as, with us as well. We're again here to um, collaborate and share best practices so that we can all be more successful in the classroom. Do you have any questions or comments that you would like to add to this discussion? If so, head on over to our Facebook page where we welcome your comments. Thanks for listening to the Just for Special Education Teachers podcast, and I hope to see you here at the same time next week.